Matthew 8, 18 says this. Now, when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the sea. Then a scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, well, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and allow the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being covered with the waves. But Jesus himself, well, he was asleep. And they came to him and and woke him, saying, save us, Lord, we are we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became perfectly calm. Then the men in the boat with Jesus, who said they would follow him, were amazed and said, "What, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Lord, um. For these next moments, we ask that we uh, we would be challenged by your spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask that you um, you move in this place in, in hearts of men and women, as only you can do. Using these words, I'll speak very clearly in just the next few moments. In Christ's name, amen. Why don't you be seated for just a moment? I don't intend to interrupt the flow of worship. I actually intend to to give us a little fuel from the word and point us in a direction so that we can finish worship. Uh, this morning, I want to talk to you uh, not so much about an introduction for our new series, but maybe a uh, preparation for our new series. We're going to be uh, starting our series called the Reenvision series. We're going to be talking about what our purpose is here, why, why we are organized as a church, what our individual purposes are, and what our corporate purpose is, and what we hope to accomplish in this new season that we see quickly approaching our, our church. What is it going to look like for us? How are, we, how are we going to be involved? What must we do? What can we do? What should we do as a church? But as I said, today is not so much an introduction to that new series as it is a preparation. And I want us to focus here on the, uh, the last few verses of the passage I read. Next week, we're going to look more specifically at the uh, entire passage. But this week, I, I want us to see the end in the beginning, because that's where I want us to begin. Where these disciples ended up, I want us to start from the beginning. Let me read to you the second half of this again. When he got into the boat, his disciples, they ended up following. He had some would-be followers. But his disciples followed him. They got in the boat with Jesus to go to the other side. We'll talk more about what that crossing was for the reason, the purpose of it all next week. We've got some disciples that got in the boat with Jesus. And behold, there arose a great storm. That happens often, doesn't it? When we when we get on board with Christ, sometimes a great storm can arise. And it did here. It's not a surprise in the Sea of Galilee. This this can happen. A great storm comes. And you've got fishermen, professional fishermen in a boat with Jesus, professional theologian, miracle worker. And you get the idea from the story that uh, these professional fishermen, they take charge as they would in a a fishing boat. 
And Jesus goes back and he, he ends up taking a nap. I wonder why that was. It may have been many reasons. I imagine it uh, has something to do with uh, the same thing that happens in my life and the life of my family and sometimes the life of a congregation. When we have things under control, when we can handle something, well, Jesus can take a, take a back seat. He can take a rest. We can handle things. I wonder if that was the attitude of the disciples. At any rate, Jesus, Jesus ended up napping. And this storm arises and things start to go horribly wrong, even for professional fishermen. And they, they realize all of a sudden, we can't handle this. We don't know which way to go. We don't know how to, how to steer this ship. We don't know what's going to happen in the end. And they run to him. Picture this scene. They run to him and he's, he's napping, right? In all this chaos, he had Jesus taking a nap. And they wake him. Lord, save us. As if to say, we can't handle it on our own. In fact, we're going to the depths. We're we're dying here. We're perishing. We don't know what to do. Save us, Lord. And I hope you notice that before Jesus gets up and rebukes the sea and the wind, he has to rebuke his disciples. He has something to say to his would-be followers before he ever says something to creation. It's almost as if to speak to creation and to put creation under his thumb is much easier than to control the fickle, faithless few that might follow. So Jesus says, you, you guys, a, a little faith. I said we were going to the other side. We're, we're going to the other side. You have little faith. You have little faith. And then he rebukes the seas and the wind. And that makes sense. He's the creator of it all, right? It makes sense that he could do that. The last verse, 27, is where I want us to. To focus our attention this morning. The men were amazed and said, look at what they said. What kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? I said to you a moment ago that this is more of a preparation than an introduction. I want us to see the end from the beginning. That's how I want us to start this series. And here's where I want us to start. I want us to start where they ended up. They ended up with a clear understanding of who this man was that was in their boat. They thought they knew who he was to the point that they were going to follow him. But when it got rough, when it got ugly, when it got bad, when the seas started crashing down on them, when the wind started howling, it turns out they really didn't know who this guy was. Until he calms everything and they stood amazed and they looked around at each other and said, who is this? Who is this? As we start this journey in, into our new season of Cornerstone, what God has for us in the next six to eight months, I've, I've told you, church, that I feel like the next six to eight months in our churches is, is critical, that God is going, to, uh, is going to put us on a path that is either going to be a path uh, of, of greatness or we can place ourselves on a path of mediocrity. As we start talking about what our purpose is and what this next season looks like, as we go into this re-envision series, I want us to start where these guys ended up. Realizing that the Jesus that is in our boat is big enough to handle 
everything we'll face. And for us this morning, I, I want us to run to him, not like they ran to him out of fear, but I want us to run to him this morning in the remainder of our time. I want us to run to him in faith that he would say to us, Cornerstone Church, not ye of little faith, but ye of great faith. That before any winds, before any storms start to crash here in this place, before we meet hardship, which we will, we would be found faithful to recognize the man who is in our boat is not just a man. He is a God man and he is a faithful, he's a faithful creator of everything. And he's in absolute control of everything, everything he's commanded us to do in this place as a church and as a, as a congregation and as disciples. He can do it. He can do it. So this morning, in the remainder of our time, let's let's end up or let's start where they ended up. Let's start faithful, not faithless. Let's run to him this morning out of faith, not in fear. In the remainder of these songs, praise God for his faithfulness, that he is creator of all. He has everything under control. But also in the remainder of our time, pray on behalf of this church. Pray on behalf of this church that God would have his, have his way in this place. That we would be faithful no matter what comes. No matter what the difficulties. No matter whether or not we meet budget today or not. Last Sunday of the month. That we would, we would run to him in faith. Not out of fear. My prayer for this church uh, has been in this next song for a couple months now. That God would would open up the sky above Cornerstone. That he would fall down like fire, pour down like rain. That, that your heart would be nothing less than God will not be satisfied as a congregation with anything ordinary in this place. Will not be satisfied with anything ordinary. Will not look for blessings, but will look for the man. We look for the God-man that's in complete control. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to continue in an attitude of worship. Let me give you, let me give you a couple instructions. If this is your first time with us, um, here, here's my prayer for those who, who find themselves at Cornerstone for the first time. Number one, that they would see that there is a genuine spirit of worship in this place. We're not going to give you a lot of instructions on standing up, sitting down, come to the altar, uh, kneel, etc. You be moved by the Spirit of God. We're here to respond to the love of God. We're here to respond to the grace of God. You do that however you see fit. If it's hands raised, praise God. If it's on your face, on the floor, praise God. If you want to come up here and use the altar, we don't use it enough. This morning in particular, we, you guys know we've been telling you about the microphone up here for a while. That the microphone's up here. If, if you're listening and God is saying something to you that is for the body, to encourage the body or to challenge the body or to edify the body, find a passage of Scripture, come up and read it. That, that still stands for today. Let me, let me add a new twist, a new wrinkle to that opportunity this morning. As you're worshiping the rest of our time and as you're praying that God would open up the sky over Cornerstone and move in an amazing way and that this congregation would not be satisfied, I invite you to come and share your prayers for Cornerstone at the microphone this morning. So if, if, if your heart moves you to express a prayer for our church, okay, please come and share that with us. Preston will break in the middle of a song when it's appropriate and you pray and then, and then sit down. Please share your prayer. I want to hear it. Your pastor wants to hear 
your elders want to hear, your, your heart for this church. We need, we need to begin where they ended up. Crying out to our God. Lord, Lord, do what only you can do. Not because we're afraid and we're perishing, but because we know he is a God who's been faithful all along. This church has been in existence long enough to know that we don't have to run to him in fear saying, God, what are we going to do? He's proved himself over and over and over in our short four years. So as we move into this new season of our church, let's run to him in faith and say, God, we we continue to trust you. We know you're going to move in a mighty way. We know you're going to open up the sky. We know you're going to fall down like fire and pour down like rain. We will not be satisfied with anything ordinary. Blow these windows out until this community knows what's going on here. Till this community tastes of the grace that you are experiencing. We won't be satisfied with anything ordinary. As always, the communion is set up here. Bring your family. Maybe you just need to come up as an individual and, and remember. Commune with God. Remember that he, his body was broken for you. His blood was shed for you. Maybe you need to remember this morning. By yourself. Maybe you need to grab someone else and remember with them. I see this start of this new series, this preparation day for this new series, I see it as a, as a pivotal point in the future of our church. And give, give God exactly what he wants this morning. Guys in particular, uh, those of us who tend to be prideful, can we put pride to the side? Give God exactly what he wants in the remaining of this time. Lord, we will not be satisfied. Would you hear the cries of this church? Would you hear their prayers? Not just the prayers of their pastors and the prayers of the elders in this place. Would you hear the cries of the congregation rising up? Rising up that we would not be satisfied. Until every man, woman, child in this community has heard of your your grace and your mercy. Would we not be satisfied? Father, what a great foundation we've laid in this place. What a strong foundation you have laid in this place. Might it move out from among these four walls. Lord, hear our prayers. In Jesus' name.